0: Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of our Spotlight series. We are still in September, and we're still watching tons of comic book movies, just being excited and having fun. So this was a, I don't know, like 70% me pick, 30% mm-hmm. you, but we picked Frank Miller's Sin City, yep. uh, an amazing, an amazing movie. The second one, not so bad. But the first one, fucking beautiful. Um, this movie is made just like the, the uh, graphic novels. So it's black and white, uh, save for sparse color that pops in just in the right moments. A lot of eyes. If people have beautiful like blue eyes or yellow eyes, they pop out. Uh, some bad guys are colored. Um,
1: Specifically, bad guys are yellow.
0: Yes. Uh, Dwight. Uh, Clive Owen, his shoes—he's got what red chucks. Mm-hmm. And red is
1: like the color of the good guys. Yes,
0: Ish. Uh, it's it's fucking amazing. This this movie is awesome, and it took a lot of like coercion from Robert Rodriguez to get Frank Miller to say yes to it. Uh, Frank Miller is kind of a curmudgeon when it comes to his properties because he's seen other comic book people like Alan Moore when it came to like Watchmen and. Uh, what else did he do? Oh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And they make these versions, and he's like, nah, I don't like that. I'm mad now. And then, you know, they want to complain about it. So Frank Miller's been very just, Neh. So the beginning of the movie, the first, what, five minutes, when it's Josh Hartnett, and I can't remember her name, is saved my life. Heather Graham. Yes. Uh, at the beginning, and he's like just an assassin. He shoots her in the gut, and he's like, I'd stay with her till she died. That's what they made. Robert Rodriguez had that scene made to show Frank Miller, because that's from one of his short stories from Booze, Broads, and Bullets. And he showed it to Frank Miller, and Frank Miller was like, fuck, this is what you're trying to make? He's like, yeah, man. He's like, hell yeah, do Let's it. Do like, it. that's fucking amazing. And so Robert Rodriguez is like, fuck yeah. And I got tons of friends that want to be in it. Yep. And he grabs everybody. This is one of those, like, ensemble films. There's yep. no, like, one person that's like, oh, what's is in it? This movie's going to be great. It's like, oh, she's in it. He's in it. Damn, he's in it. Damn, she's in it. It's one of those awesome films where there's too many people. It's kind of, in wrestling, they call it when it's overbooked. When a match is like, oh, it's Katie versus Bella. And then here comes Otis. Here comes Micah. What the fuck? And it's just, it's like, damn, why is everybody in this one match? Like, why aren't y'all spaced out? And it's just a little too much. Um, It doesn't get to that point. But they, instead of just going over one story, Sin City is, I want to say it's seven to eight volumes. Actually, seven volumes. I think I have them all over there. Um, But the first Sin City movie goes over volume one, three, and four. Sparsely added some stuff from like seven and five, kind of. But it goes over um, the hard goodbye. And that's the one about Marv and his mission to find the killer of his one time love goldie mm-hmm. and then it talks about the big fat kill when it's dwight when he's on a mission to protect the 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 women of old town the red light district from the mob bosses and everybody wants to take over and that yellow bastard when it's a retired disgracefully retired cop on the mission to save the uh, the girl from his last like fucking investigation from the killer that the rapist that's trying to get her again um it's got the feel of like what decade would that be
1: like 40s 50s noir yeah.
0: yeah it's got that feeling to it uh Robert Rodriguez tried his best not to give it a date
1: no it doesn't it's timeless
0: but there are some cars that look new-ish kind um,
1: of the styles of the cars are very 50s I would yes, say they
0: try to best there are pay phones because there's a there's a uh, an issue in there where this dude's get lit up at a payphone. So yeah. it's a weird time, a little newish. There's... But it's it's
1: like most comics; they don't give a specific time because they want it to be timeless. Comics are meant to be timeless. Like you could read it in at any point in your life, and it would still make sense. So
0: yeah, so it's if you haven't seen Sin City before, we get deep into it. Seriously, give it a shot, mm-hmm. even if you don't know anything about it. Um, every there's three stories and they. It's not as bad as like Pulp Fiction where it jumps around. Um, one story is the beginning and the the the, the stinger of this whole movie, and then the two two uh, stories in between, kind of like a very tasty sandwich. Yeah. But it, it it's not hard to really follow and Not at all. You can tell who the good guy is, you can tell who the bad guy is, and you can tell Again, what yellow. their mission is. Yeah. <laughs> usually when people have color, they're important in some way. Um it's it's fucking amazing. So, um
1: and it has everybody in it.
0: The so yeah. The movie's
1: got everyone.
0: So usually what these comic movies always talk about like the differences, um they tried their best to be like
1: true to
0: the 100% true to pages of the comic pictures when we were watching words yeah when we were watching I actually pulled uh the first issue off the the our bookshelf full of comics and I was showing Katie I was actually turning pages keeping with the story and I was like okay they skipped that word bubble because this word bubble just fills it all in yeah it, it it's fine but just pages and then some pages that there are no words it's just a picture and Katie's like damn they took that straight picture and put it in the scene I'm like yes yeah. they tried their best to make this look like the books it, it's it's beautiful it's
1: fantastic
0: it, it's seriously one of the coolest <clears throat> comic to movie like versions I've seen like yeah. this is probably like 98% like straight up like the comic It's 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 fucking yeah. awesome so uh, there are three stories, so we'll go through them quickish, and then we'll do our overall favorites and least favorites, and we'll go like that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the we'll, we'll go over the hard goodbye. So that's the story of Marv and his mission to find the killer of his um,
1: one-time lover.
0: Yeah. So Marv, he's a seven-foot, disfigured, just hard ass. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, and uh, it's hard for him to get a woman because he doesn't look good at all. He's very scary looking. And um, this lady comes into the bar one night and's like, I want you. I need you. And he's like, okie dokie. And they get it on. And then the next morning, she's dead in the bed. And he's like, someone came in here and killed her without waking me up. So this dude's yeah.
1: absolutely silent.
0: Yeah, because he's like, I would hear anybody that came in. And then lo and behold, the cops are like at the door like, hey, police coming in. Like, we know you killed somebody. He's like, how did they know before? Anybody? Basically, should. before
1: I knew, like I just woke up two minutes ago. Yeah, and
0: so he's like, "Oh, I'm getting pinned for this murder. Well, I gotta find the person that killed this woman because I love her, loved her, I still love her. He still loves Goldie. And he's yeah. like, I'm gonna find that dude and I'm gonna torture the fuck out of him and I'm gonna get revenge for you, Goldie, because you shouldn't have died because you're way too beautiful and amazing. Awesome.
1: And you you actually gave me a shot. Yeah, and actually, that was more than anyone else's. Yeah, you actually basically.
0: gave me love, which is very hard for me to get. Uh, it's an amazing story. Marv mm-hmm. is one of the coolest people in all of Sin City, like, just
1: he's lore. A, he's, like, a big old softie, but also a hard ass. He's, like, I can't even describe him. Like, he's...
0: It's like the Hulk mixed with, like...
1: Judge Dredd.
0: Yeah, like, he, he he's good. He's a good person. But he's like, "Oh, you're bad. I'm gonna break your legs. <laughs> like, yeah. You're a bad guy." I'm killing
1: guy. everyone who's bad. But if you're good and nice to me, like, you will have my undying like,
0: like loyalty, loyalty
1: forever. Like, you show me an ounce of kindness, and I will, like, repeat it tenfold to you.
0: Yeah, like, because there's some stories where uh, Dwight, Clive Owen, later on, you you find Dwight, but there's stories where he's like, "Hey, man, I'm gonna storm this fucking like mansion, and there's gonna be." Hundreds of bad guys and and Marv's like okay, he's like, do you not care about the details? He's like, nah, man, I'll just keep him busy while you go do what you need to. And there's there's a page where he is getting dog piled by people and he just breaks out and he's like, this is so fun and he's just having fun beating people, beating the shit out of people. Yeah, that's Dwight. I mean, that's Marv. He's the muscles. Oh, he's so cool. So uh, toward the end of his story, um, it's this whole just convoluted. Not convoluted. it's just this winding tale of cannibals and, and one cannibal. And popes. I think the Pope ate people too.
1: Uh kind of. He was a uh, Cinder Pope guy.
0: Yeah, Rourke. But I Rourke. think he was he eating was, people he, too. Yes, because yes, they
1: were taking the sin they were eating the sins out of their souls or something like that.
0: Yeah, it's an absolute mess. So he finds out that he has to kill like the fucking like Like the cool pope of this world that everyone loves, he's like, Well, I gotta kill him, so Senator
1: Pope, he's like archbishop, not really a Pope, but but he's head of the Catholic Church, seems like he's up to that level.
0: So he sneaks into his like giant mansion, and uh, oh, we didn't even talk about the bad guy of this story. Uh, his name is Kevin, and that's all you know, he's a silent assassin that beats the fuck out of Marv,
1: he's like fucking ninja. Silent, yeah, it's insane, insane <laughs> amounts of skill. Like can, he's one of those characters that could just like kill you in thirty-five ways before you hit the ground. Yeah,
0: in like and, a second. And Marv gets cut off. Guess guard. who it's played by? Oh, yeah,
1: <laughs> guys, it's fucking Elijah Wood.
0: They got Elijah Wood.
1: Five foot four. Elijah Wood is yeah. this horrific ninja stealth cannibal murderer dude. <laughs>
0: It's, it's nuts It's awesome In the comic Kevin doesn't say any words He just smiles While he's kicking the shit out of you Which if and then, you've
1: ever seen Elijah Wood smile It's kind of creepy It's creepy He has and, a cre- he can have a creepy smile
0: Yeah so uh, Marv in their round two fight Marv realizes that Oh if I just keep him in close I'm gonna get fucked up But I can knock him the fuck out And so he handcuffs him to Kevin And punches the fuck out of him and then he proceeds, I remember in Wizard, the comic book like magazine Wizard back in the day, this was one of the top ten like gruesome like kills in comic book history.
1: Which is saying a lot. Yeah,
0: he tourniquets his arms and legs, Kevin's legs, cuts him off, and then opens up one of them, and then this wolf comes up and starts eating Kevin alive. And then Marv sits there with a cigarette and says, good dog, good dog, and just watches this wolf eat him alive and it's fucking. And he cuts his head off and he's like cool that was some sweet ass torture let's go kill your fucking archbishop friend and he kills him uh, he gets shot a lot afterward doesn't die because Marv don't die for shit uh, he's in prison and they pin him for all of the crimes all the women that got killed and eaten uh, Goldie's murder everybody and he doesn't really care he got the revenge he wanted so he really doesn't give a fuck yeah. But then they threaten his mom, and he finally says, okay, whatever. I did whatever you want. And so he is on death row, about to get electrocuted. And they, they pin him up, and, and the pastor's, like, talking about, like, you know, doing his, like, Bible quotes before they electrocute you to death. And then Marv's like, hey, can you move this shit on? I got shit to do. And he's like, okay. And they electrocute him. Tell me why this dude wakes up after the first electrocution and is like that didn't really hurt and then they have to do it again and then he finally does but then in his mind and i don't know where he is in heaven or hell he's sleep with goldie that's all he wanted he just wanted to be back with goldie so they're together forever uh this character frank miller's gone on like record saying that he kind of didn't like he's sad that he killed him the story made sense of what he would do because if somebody did that much damage they're probably gonna go down for it like there's no getting away and having happy ending revenge was his happy ending and so he kills him and then later on he's like fuck I shouldn't have killed him because he keeps coming back in these like prequels stories he does these short stories like hey before this day happened he went and saved this girl from being like sold to like a sex trade and it's a really good story Or like hey before that moment he woke up in a drunken stupor, surrounded by dead people, and he's like, "How the fuck did I get here?" It's Marv is really cool, and he keeps popping up, and so, yeah, Marv's a fucking awesome dude. Uh, so that goes into uh, the big fat kill. So that's the story with Dwight, uh, Clive Owen, and um, Benicio del Toro. He is Jack Rafferty, and then uh, what's the name? Brittany Murphy's in it. Oh, mm-hmm. Tons of famous people in the story. Uh, Dwight is trying Rosario
1: to. Rosario Dawson, Alexis Bledel.
0: Yeah, oh man. Uh, the chick that was Mijo. She, I've seen her before. Is from something. Yeah. Yeah, it it's awesome. Uh, so it it's a story where the main character Dwight is trying to save. Um, in Sin City, there is a section of the whole world, the town, where uh, it's like a red light district, but the prostitutes protect themselves, and so cops have no laws there have no laws there the mob has no law because all the prostitutes have guns and they defend themselves and that's that's the truce that the cops gave them so they can defend themselves um but a cop is murdered on the grounds there and so dwight's like i need to hide this body before the cops find out because if that happens the truce is off and then everybody's gonna try to fight you guys and so you know the prostitutes are like cool help us out uh it's a really cool story it it's It's a good one. I love Dwight. Dwight's one of my favorites. He's crazy.
1: I like the prostitutes, honestly. Like, they were badass. um, And the way that they were defending their own territory and the way they don't give a shit about, like, anyone. Like, they don't take shit from the mob. They don't take shit from the cops. They were like, no, this is our area. We will hold it down. We're the law here. Like, they had all the guns. They had all the training. Like, they knew what the fuck was up.
0: Yeah. It's a really cool story. Yeah
1: kind of sucks that they had to be prostitutes but it's cool like the female empowerment side of it was pretty fucking cool
0: yeah i don't know how far this is from like vegas and stuff basin city like it's i, I don't know the the geography of that world but i wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't that far from like vegas and stuff like that but uh yeah this story is awesome uh they actually allude to 300 in it because frank miller did 300 and so dwight Sets up a meeting at the end to get Rosario Dawson's character back, his once girlfriend Gail. And so he leads the bad guys into this, like, thin alley. And then all of the old town prostitutes come up with their guns and they just light them the fuck up and kill everybody that has any knowledge of this cop dying there. They're like, nope. They understand what needs to go down. Everyone has to die. So the mob is like, damn, no. was a lot of money that I wasted on them. Fuck it, let's leave them alone. He's like, they they know the score. We have to kill everybody here and make it look gruesome, cause it's the only way that they'll leave us alone. Uh, it's a really cool story. I love stuff like this. It, it was really cool. So, um, and then that goes into that yellow bastard. So it's a story with Bruce Willis. Part so, two. Well, one and two. Um, so Bruce Willis. Uh. Hardigan. I can't remember his first name. John? Jack? John. John Hardigan. Can't even lift that cannon. Uh, John Hardigan, he's a cop uh, about to retire from the force and he's got one more file that he's trying to finish before it's over.
1: Bruce Willis.
0: Yeah. So, In a nutshell. Most yeah.
1: characters, Bruce Willis has played. <laughs> he's a cop doing cop shit.
0: So the senator's son has been raping and torturing little girls uh and it's victim number five that he's trying to get and hardigan knows that he's doing this but he knows that people are protecting this kid and making sure that he gets away with it and so there's a whole lot of betrayal that happens and hardigan actually saves the day he saves the girl nancy he shoots off uh uh, Junior, Junior Rourke, but Junior shoots off Junior's hand and shoots him in the balls. Just destroys so he, his. So junk. he
1: can't molest anybody. again yeah. or rape anybody. Yeah, again. he says
0: I take away his weapon. He shot, shoots his hand off with the Both gun in them. it. Both of them shoots his just junk away. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, the girl is safe for once. And Hardigan takes like a hundred bullets to the chest. And he's yes. like, "Well, it's it's a fair trade, like a young life for an old life." He's like, "I'm fine yeah. with this."
1: And then he goes to jail.
0: Yeah, he wakes up, and he was out for a while, but he's actually alive. And so he goes to jail for, once again, all of the crimes and stuff like that. Yeah, they pin Um, everything on him. In this world, good guys, they save the day, but they usually don't have good endings. Yeah. It's very realistic how it would be. And so he goes down. He is in prison for eight years, and he's getting letters from Nancy regularly. Which,
1: honestly, is absurd. Only eight years for... Molesting or raping and murdering four other yeah. underage girls. Like, that's r- ridiculous. Yeah,
0: I don't know the laws in yeah. this world. Eight it's, years is
1: weak. It's, it's a weak madness. ass sentence. But I think he got a
0: plea deal. That's why they got.
1: I guess. Either way, it is a weak sentence. Yeah.
0: So um, he gets out of jail because he finally says yes to all of these crimes. And yeah, so, he
1: agrees to like take the fall because he's been denying it the whole time. Yeah.
0: And so he gets out. And so the only reason I can realize why they let him out is to find Nancy because she went into hiding afterward. And so, like, we need to find her. So if he gets out, he's going to go look for her because that's the type of dude he is to make yeah. sure she's safe. And so it's a a story of, he finds Nancy, and Nancy works at the, uh, at Katie's, K-D's, K-I-D-I-E. It's not a strip club, it's just a bar, but they have dancers there. And she dances every night, and she's a cowboy, and she's in all... ugly. Yeah, and she's in all the other stories in the back, just dancing and grinding, and it's Jessica Alba, so she looks amazing. And so you realize, that's Nancy, and she's an important character to this whole situation. Yeah. And so um, they're being chased by just this weird yellow guy. And in the comic, everything's black and white, and then it's just him yellow in the back.
1: Yeah, he looks like a Ferengi, and he's yellow, and it's weird.
0: And apparently he stinks. And so that's Junior. His body was so fucked up that they used question mark on him.
1: Experimental drugs to make his body parts grow back.
0: And so he got new penis and a new hand, but it made him yellow and stinky.
1: And hideous.
0: Yeah, he looks gross, and so he wants revenge for losing his first set of junk, and I guess I would go on revenge for that, too. Oh, yeah,
1: and he wants to rape and murder Nancy, because yeah. <laughs> he didn't get to do it when he was a kid.
0: So, yeah, uh, Hardigan's fighting his way through this, and the whole time he's had this heart condition, and he's even older now, and the heart condition comes back, he's like, hey, buddy, I didn't, hope you didn't forget that your heart's shitty. And so he's fighting that fighting this yellow dude, and just fighting everything to save Nancy, and he saves her in the end, and he sends her off, and he's like, don't worry, I'm gonna bust Rourke, everything will be fine, and we'll be together again, and he realizes, that's not gonna happen, like, this dude has way too much power, I'm just an old cop that everybody thinks I raped the little girls, and he's like, well, I'm gonna kill myself, that's the only thing I can do right now, because he's gonna come after me, and he's gonna come after Nancy, and he shoots himself to save Nancy, and he's like, fair trade, a super old dude, for a young, beautiful girl, he's like it's a fair trade. Yeah, and the, the, the movie ends. That's the end. It's ah, it's so good. Ah, stories are amazing. Seriously, Sin City. You should really give it a shot. It's really fucking good. If only
1: he had known that Rourke was already dead.
0: Right. Thanks, one Marv. of one of the Rourkes, He took out the bishop. His brother was a senator.
1: I thought there was one in the same.
0: Mm -mm. Because Ruger Howard's the one guy And the other dude I can't remember his name He was in some other movies Oh okay It was two of them Yeah So why not
1: (laughs) Okay that's the only like Character in this film That I confuse Because Yeah They they only say Rourke
0: Yeah Like so I just assumed That it was the same person Yeah uh, That the
1: priest and the Senator were the same person Because I wasn't paying Very close attention to their face Because their storylines were not Their personal Like the time they were on screen Was like meh yeah. But everything else about this movie was fantastic.
0: Yeah. So who's your favorite character in the, the whole of Sin City movie one?
1: I'm going to make you mad because I'm going to steal yours. It's Marv.
0: Well, no duh. If you don't like Marv, you're dumb. Yeah,
1: Marv <laughs> was the best character. Yeah, he's a fucking um, best. He's the best character in this entire movie. He's, you know, that gentle giant who will go to bat for you no matter what. And you could see that in him, you know, he was... Had a hard life. Clearly, um, didn't get a lot of affection or anything from anyone, and you know, I don't know. He stuck up for all the girls in Sin City, and it was really fucking cool. Mm-hmm.
0: It's funny. Dwight actually comes up in uh in Marv's story, and he says like, Marv, his only problem is he was born in the wrong era. If he was in like medieval times or like Roman times, it he would be the most popular dude he'd be like michael jordan and then they would throw women like nancy adam because he'd be just murdering dudes in the the coliseum for fun because he's a gigantic man he's like that's his only problem he's just born way too late and he would have so much fun back in the day uh yeah no duh marv's the fucking best character in this movie but if the pick somebody else is to add something to this uh dwight he's fucking great Uh, they bring up the fact that his face is different, and if you watch it, you're like, what does that mean? When they said, like, you helped me, you saved my life, and gave me a new face, there's a story where he looked different, and in the second Sin City movie, he looks like Josh Brolin, and Josh Brolin saves, uh, or helps out the girls in Old Town, and then they help him get a facelift, but they didn't want to, like, bring in Clive Owen for, like, five minutes, so it was just Josh Brolin with hair, and they looked really stupid, but it should have just been... Clive Owen's face at the end of it, but... Yeah, so he looked like Josh Brolin at first. Uh, I love Dwight. He has some of the cool, coolest lines. Uh, just... When they're driving, uh, when the... the some of the prostitutes pick him up, and he's like, hey, do, that's the car we need to stop. He's like, what do we do? And he's like, we stopped them, Dallas. And he just says that, and she starts speeding. And then Miho puts her hand on the car, and he's like, we're gonna T-bone these motherfuckers and, like, hopefully kill them all. It's just he's awesome he doesn't say that many words but what he says is very important he doesn't care like Gale like he's in love with Gale but he's like get that gun out of my face like I'm seriously I'm trying to help you guys give me a car I'll take these dead bodies to the tar pits and dump them and she's like I don't trust you I don't trust anybody get that gun out of my face or I'm gonna smack you he's like I'm trying to help and then he smacks her right in the face and all these girls have guns and knives on them he's like get that gun out of my face I'm gonna hit you <laughs> uh, Dwight's awesome like he wants to help, uh, he has a main streak. But he will help you if he if he trusts you and loves you. He will help you out. He's fucking awesome. Dwight's up there, but he he's just a step above Marv is up there because he's fucking awesome. I love me some Marv. So who's your least favorite character?
1: Um, the Rorks. Yeah. Who I continuously like confuse with each other because they Man, were both. Yeah, you can mix of them of up shit. honestly. Um, one of <laughs> all them three
0: was... of them were shitty.
1: Well, yes, all three of them. Um, I don't even consider the yellow bastard to be a roar. He was just like his own fucking character who was yeah. a garbage piece of shit. But, like, the senator was um, basically pulling all these strings and paying off all these cops and doing all this shit so his son could rape and murder children so fuck that guy fuck both yeah. of those guys <laughs> That's and mess. then the Bishop Rourke was assisting with all of this by pulling strings on the religious side because he had all the connections to everyone he had you know he hears all the confessions he, ha- he could pull all the strings he had all the fucking like clout over everyone mm-hmm. like oh you did what you send what Oh, well now you have to do this because I have that secret on you yeah. now. And he was pulling all the strings and fucking over everybody in old town, so fuck all of them.
0: Uh so you you did the Rourke's and that's fine. Uh I'm gonna do what is her name?
1: Oh girl. Okay.
0: Yeah. Not uh who I expected. Old uh the one that ratted out all the girls in Old Town.
1: Oh, Alexis Bladell.
0: I I'm trying to remember her name in it. I can't see her name on this list.
1: She's probably up more towards the top.
0: Becky. Oh, shitty ass Becky. Um, Yeah, so the girls, they have the cop's dead body and his friends. They're like, hey, we'll dump him at the tar pits. We're fucking good. No one knows that the cop is here. No one knows that he's dead. Give me the hard top with a big trunk. I'll drive out there. Becky's like, hmm I'm going to call the cops and tell them this shit's going down.
1: But I'm just calling my mom. Yeah, She needs to know that I made it home okay.
0: Yeah, she's crap. She's crap, man. Like, hey, everything's good. You can rat us out later if shit gets stupid. It's actually kind of iffy right now. Like, hey, he just died. No one knows he's dead. Let me just drive him the fuck out of here. We're good. And I can go home and watch some TV. Yeah. And she messed it all up and then had assassins attack Dwight. And he's like, I just want to go home. (laughs) <laughs> he's, yeah. he's like I'm in tar. I just want to go home. Uh, yeah, she was poop. But yeah, the Rorxs are crap. But if Katie didn't say the Rorxs, I was gonna say the Rorxs. So honestly, whatever Katie does. Actually, say. shocked
1: that you said Alexis Bledel because I was gonna say my second least favorite was uh, every other cop that wasn't Bruce Willis. Oh, cops are poop. Because Jackie Boy was a piece of shit, and Bruce Willis's um, <laughs> partner was also a piece of shit, and Marv's like go-to cop girl partner was also a piece of shit she like, wasn't as bad as everybody else fuck all of them
0: she didn't realize that he was dealing with a lot of scary shit because she like knocked him out and except, got his gun and was like hey she, like he's, she, he's knocked out he's not a threat let's just he, no need to kill anybody and he's like oh cool and shot her like he, she didn't think the situation was that serious even though her hand got eaten off and i would think everything is serious after that
1: they were all dumb all yeah. all the cops in this fucking movie were garbage
0: yeah, Lucille, she was a mess. Yeah, uh, but yeah, not,
1: Lucille was not nearly as bad as the other two. Yeah, but
0: in this world, cops are probably crooked. Yes, like in, absolutely. in Sin City, that world, cops are probably crooked.
1: Absolutely, too. they were all shitty. That's the they way were all world taking works. bribes from the mob and oh, yeah. from everyone. It was fucking a mess. And in,
0: in tons more stories. The cops are probably the worst thing that you can deal with, and that's why everybody's like, man, if this cop stops, and pulls me over, I'm probably gonna shoot him, like. Because he's probably a crooked cop. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, seven word synopsis.
1: I have two. Um, my first one is Deserves Every Cinematography Award That Ever Existed. Hell yeah. Because this movie, even if you are not a fan necessarily of comics, um, the visual storytelling that is happening in this film is magnificent like
0: contrast the
1: contrast it's done completely in grayscale uh mostly black and white um and the only colors you see are primary colors so you see red is the majority of the color you see because there is a lot of blood because it's a lot of fighting Um, And then you see yellow for the bad guys to indicate all of their different bad guys. And then Mm -hmm. you see blue for like a second, just once to show off how blue one of the guy's eyes are. Or one of the girl's eyes are. Mm -hmm. That's it. Everything else is just black and white or gray. And the way that it is shot, like I, I asked Otis... It, like, we need to go find some behind-the-scenes, like, how this was filmed situation because I don't know how some of the stuff was done. So it looks the way that it does. Like, it's so stunning and pretty, the way that they get the white to contrast against the black and how they filmed it. You know, whether it be in front of a green screen or however they did it. I don't know how they did it, but it was it's gorgeous. So check out this movie if you're a fan of that kind of thing. Um, And then my second one is, who knew Elijah Wood could be scary? Now, (laughs) um, I have loved Elijah Wood since I was like three, and I saw him in Back to the Future Part 2 and The Good Son. So like when Elijah Wood was six or seven, like I've been in love with him since then. Um, I followed all of his works, you know, like Flipper, Lord of the Rings, all of that, all of that, Dirk Gently and through everything and through everything he almost always plays like a sweet like normal dude um he's a bit edgier in uh what is that wilfred yeah um but but no nowhere near how edgy he is in Mm -hmm. this in sin city and i have never once thought of elijah wood being a threat but he definitely is in this film.
0: Yeah, if Elijah Wood was in like a Cosby sweater and he just ran at me like with like weird Freddy Krueger claw nails. I'm like, oh
1: shit! Yeah, I'm getting. Murdered. I'm gonna be
0: worried. I'm, I'm getting. Gonna, I'm gonna try to fight him, but if he slices me once, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, I'm just running.
1: Yeah, he was terrifying.
0: Uh, so mine, uh, I had two of them. I can't remember the other one. Um. I, you down. Guilty. Hey, I was enjoying watching these movies. <laughs> so, the last couple of ones we did, I was like, fuck, this is fun. I just like watching them. Yes. So, the one that popped up, and it's one of my favorite lines in all of the movies, is, is that all you got, you pansies? So, Marv gets electrocuted. Electrocuted. His body should be dead.
1: He's yeah, in the electric chair. Sits
0: quietly for five seconds and then coughs up blood and he's like, what? <laughs> Is that all you got, you pansies? I'm like, Jesus Christ. And they all look confused of like, why is he still alive? Yeah. And they click it again. So it, it's awesome. Uh, I love that his body is so tough, mm-hmm. so awesome that he could take a murder. They killed him once. Yes. Well, he's died at least five times in that story. He got shot in the head like multiple times. Yeah. Hit with a sledgehammer. He shouldn't be right after that.
1: Well, he wasn't right to start with.
0: Yeah, that's, that's that's true. He wasn't he wasn't right afterward. But no, that's one of my favorite lines in the whole like whole movie. It's just is that all you got, you pansies? Like I, I thought it was awesome when he said it. Yeah, so that's all I got. So, um this movie came out in April first wow, April first, two
1: thousand and five. Yeah. That's an
0: April Fool's Senior movie. It's gross. Uh, What do you think the budget was for this movie?
1: A lot. (laughs) (laughs) Cinematography was a lot. I'm sure Robert Rodriguez did not need to pay his friends very much money for this. Because most of the people that were in this were clearly comic book fans. Like, a lot of them have shown up in other comic book things because they like comics so much. Um, But the cinematography and the, like, throwback vehicles and stuff that's in this film... I'm going to go with 60 million.
0: Not bad. Budget was 40 million. Fuck, I'm
1: sorry. I keep <laughs> overshooting. Ah, boo.
0: Yeah, they. Boo on me. This movie, it, it, and I think that's the difference with a movie because Robert Rodriguez has kind of worked out the formula of doing like a. This movie is going to be like 90% green screen, but this one was like. Weird, because it was like all black and white, so it's probably even easier to do. It was harder. Yeah, because
1: because the contrast between the black and the white had to be so true. Because some
0: people's whites were like like blinding well, white. Well, yeah,
1: because like when Elijah Wood would turn, and his glasses would go completely white, mm-hmm. and it would do that like little shiny sparkle that you get in like anime. Like that's yeah. not an easy. Feed that they like yeah. that would have taken a lot of extra like CGI stuff post post work to do.
0: Okay, and then uh how much do you think the movie made? Jesus, a lot of money.
1: Um, a hundred and eighty million.
0: Not bad. uh You you've in this like vein of dipping just a little too far. 160 million. Damn, okay. Yeah, just a little over. Uh, Like I said, uh, this movie was a commercial success. Everyone loved it. Yeah, four times it. what it
1: made? Yeah. Uh, what it cost? It, Hell yeah. It was
0: fucking great. Like, everyone loved it. Fortunately, the second one, not the same.
1: Well, they waited too long. They yeah. waited nine years to come out with the second one.
0: Yeah.
1: And that was a little too long. Like, some of the actors from the first one didn't necessarily want to come back. And,
0: and the problem is they used, like, the best stories in the first one. So it was like... Yeah. Well, we got a story of Dwight, how he got the Clive Owen face. We can this use that. That's the there. trouble
1: with, with this because he, I'm sure at the time he didn't know that it was going to be as successful as it was and yeah. that it was going to like be successful enough to be worthy of a sequel or to be granted a sequel. So he was like, no, I have to take the best of the best and put them in this. And then by the time he was, like, everyone was, like, oh, shit, this is a fucking great movie. Let's make a sequel. He was, like, well, damn, now I got to do, like, the second best stories because I already used all my best, all Uh, the best ones.
0: Unfortunately, yeah. Frank Miller, they they used the best ones. And then after that, it was a lot of short stories that they stretched out and stuff like that. But, I mean, it's always good to see Miho and the girls from Old Town. I could watch a movie just with them. It would be fucking amazing. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'd watch that. Yeah, but, yeah, they used all the good ones, and so it was like, I still enjoyed a second Sin City, but it's, it's not as good as this one. Like, first of all, we get a lot of Marv in this one. We don't get that much in the second one. So I was like, you know, like, oh. Yeah. I'm sad.
1: How many major nerd franchises is Rosario Dawson in?
0: Quick quiz. Woo! Rosario <laughs> Dawson making that good money, bro. Ooh, uh, the Mandalorian trailer. You seen a new one?
1: I haven't watched it yet, but she's going to be in it. She's going to be in The Mandalorian. She's uh, already in Luke Cage and all of those four Marvel films. Uh, she was in Sin Sasha City. Banks,
0: the wrestler, uh-huh. uh, yeah. like Snoop Dogg's cousin. She's going to be in a new season of uh, Mandalorian. She, she's like in back just like looking all ominous. There's this really cute scene with the baby. I'm sure Like is. shit's going down and the baby looks around. He's like, ooh, it's about to get stupid in here. And reaches over and presses the button to close it from the outside and just like, I'll be back when you're done with this. And then he starts fighting. Okay, I'll watch the trailer. cute. Oh, that fucking baby, man. It's fucking cute. Uh, Do you have anything else for Sin City? No. (laughs) The baby's fucking cute. Um, No, seriously. Give it a shot, guys. It's a really good, really good movie. It's fucking great. So, if you have any more fun facts about Frank Miller, uh, I've seen Frank Miller twice. I mean, I haven't like touched him or talked to him directly, but I was in the room do with him. We have one
1: of his prints.
0: Yeah, I was in the room with him when he talked. The room where it happened when he talked about Sin City stuff. And uh, there's some new show on Netflix, Cursed, that he did about uh, the Lady of the Lake and Excalibur, that he that he actually did the uh, art for. Um, you can tweet us at
1: Alan Pod.
0: We have an email. It is.
1: Allentownpresents at gmail.com.
0: I forgot where the fuck I was for a second. I was like, we have shoes on our feet. Uh, uh, We have a Facebook. It is.
1: Allentown presents.
0: Like always, guys, thank you so much for listening. This is fun. I love comic book month. It's going to yep. be cool. Is it going to stay September next year.
1: Mm.
0: It's fucking great. I love comic book month.
1: Probably not. We'll yeah. move it around.
0: Yeah, it, it's fun. I love comic book month. So, uh, we'll most surely do more comic book movies. Uh, we'll be back. We got to do our verses. I can't wait to do that. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be fun. So, uh, thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon. Uh, actually, see you very soon with another episode. Okay, bye, guys. Bye.